emotional health. Can you say that to me, you? Without putting the gum in your mouth. No, no, no. no. Nurture. No. A lot of my friends graduated, so like it was hard to decide if I still wanted to like come back and graduate. Two of my um, close friends left this year, which was sad. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jessica Correll. I'm the school counselor here at Aiden Montessori School. This episode, we're talking about making new friendships. Making new friends is a soft skill. It's not naturally intuitive to all children. Some students naturally understand how to navigate their, the social environment, how to make friends. For other students, it's not as intuitive. And this is a skill that you can practice. Students I see in the classroom that are still struggling by this point in the year, they, I meet with them and I help them understand what, how would you like to be in your class? How would you like to feel in your class? And we practice being a, what I call a social detective, meaning who do you observe is in your class that is, has the skill sets that you would like to have? What does that look like? How does so-and-so create an, an energy around people wanting to be near them. Oh, so we're going to observe that student maybe for the morning. Perhaps that student is asking questions. Perhaps that student is inviting other students to want to work with them. So they have a very clear understanding of what it looks like in their environment. And then we practice those skills. So maybe the, the student I'm working with comes back to me, reports to me what their findings were, and we say, let's try practicing this one skill this afternoon. One of the most painful experiences that really the memory lasts into adulthood is that sense of rejection from a friend. Perhaps your child had a close friend in primary, and now we're in lower elementary, and that friend kind of is branching out and moving on, and your child is left feeling rejected. This is a wonderful time to help educate and teach your child that it is okay for that friend to want to branch out. In this case, asking your child, how would you like things to be? What do you have control over? What don't you have control over? I see this is, this is upsetting you. So you're recognizing the feeling, helping them understand the feeling, labeling the feeling, I feel hurt, I feel sad, I feel left out helping them to express that appropriately and how do we regulate those feelings. This is the steps of ruler. So a big theme in elementary and primary education is managing friendships, dealing with rejection. The thing about friendships at this age, it is fickle. Perhaps one day your child is friends with this another student and the next day they're not. That is so common. It feels very bumpy and that's so normal in the process of ch children at this stage negotiating, managing, and maintaining friendships, the bumpiness of it. Sometimes, like, like two people just aren't really, like, made to be best friends, and, like, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. And sometimes we're not, like, like, best friends, but we have pleasant conversations, and we can play together sometimes. It's hard for parents to watch your, your children struggle to make new friends. I mean, as parents, we want our children to feel connected and welcomed, and, and, and it's difficult for parents to see that their child is not making those connections in their new class, especially perhaps if they've had, had them before. We had a, 
bit of a tricky situation because his two of his best friends were going to different schools starting this year, and so it was it was a little bit tricky to help him understand that things were going to be different in many ways. And because of summer play date, he met some kids that would be in his class, his new class this fall. It was great because the first day of school, he talked about working with the people he met over the summer at the fall at the summer play date. So it was very exciting. It was nice. My uh, child, my father was in the military uh, for a while, and we moved quite a lot. And uh, I found it very challenging. I was very shy as a child, and I found it very challenging to make new friends. And so I think, you know, for myself, I was much more concerned about it, having my own experience as a child and having a sense of loss and, and knowing that things are going to change all the time. So over the summer when he was concerned about his friends not coming back to school, it was okay. I didn't try to fix it like my parents would have. You know, they would have said, everything will be fine, don't worry about it. And now it's we can have a discussion about it with a you know six-year-old at a very... Uh, meaningful discussion and every time we talk about it he could work through it a little bit more and a little bit more so when school started he was very comfortable. Friends enrich our lives. They boost our self-esteem and they provide moral support and if I'm a good friend I do the same thing for my friends. So what does that look like for children? Hi I'm Denise Merkel I'm the coordinator of the Aiden program for families. For the children at our school who are the ages between 18 months and 12 plus years, we spend time in the Montessori environments giving them lessons in grace and courtesy on how to approach someone who is new. Every single day, every child in the school is greeted with a handshake and eye contact because in our culture, that's how we greet people. In the classroom, especially the younger they are, they're given lessons on how to walk over to someone who is working and say, excuse me, may I join you? They're given lessons on how to ask if I can join in a game on the playground. You guys are playing Foursquare, can I play too? They're also given lessons on how to deal with that rejection of no. What we do know about children this age, they are just learning that they don't control other people. So they're trying these things out. So sometimes your child might come home and say, well, today I told so-and-so they couldn't work with me. And you might be horrified by that. But it's just a normal thing of I have some control here and I want to practice that and see what happens. Um, they uh, may go the next day and that person is the one sitting next to them during snacks. So it, for, for parents, I think we just kind of back off and listen. Like, oh, okay, what are your plans for tomorrow, perhaps you can ask, and see how that goes. I think also for parents, we want to be very careful not to project what we think our children should be doing. A four-year-old doesn't need 25 friends. In fact, it's probably better for a four-year-old to have just a few. And maybe that's true even for a 12-year-old. Considering the fact that we each have our own social limits and comforts. Um, some people are very comfortable at a cocktail party. They work the room, they're having a wonderful time, and then there's always someone who just sits back, watches first, figures out whom they can approach, and they'll go over to one person, and that's a comfort level for that person. Thank goodness for all of us that everyone is different like that. I would also like to caution all of us on the use of that word. 
friend now is a verb, all right? But I think we can expand our children's language. In school, not every child in the class is your friend. Of course, you're not going to say that. You're going to say they are classmates. If you play soccer, those are teammates. The person next door is your neighbor. You know, let's give them different language so that they're not stuck on this word friend as the be-all and end-all. Because when someone will say to them, inevitably, it happens to four-year-olds, it happens to 24-year-olds, I'm not your friend anymore. They'll say, oh, yeah, okay, but you're still my classmate. Right. One of the skills um, that we want our children to have in the 21st century is the ability to communicate effectively. And that doesn't mean that they have to be the life of the party. A lot of employers in the 21st century, based on the research that I've read, are looking for people who are effective communicators, not the loud and brassy type. So I think for parents, just kind of relax a little bit, give your child the opportunity to communicate effectively um, with you, with other people, in making new friends, they, can, they bring that to the situation. Uh, they already know how to greet that person, they know how to be a good listener, because that's what will make a good friend, is if you go up to someone and say, hi, how are you, and you start talking about yourself, the other person might not be interested in that. But if you go up and, hi, I, I like uh, baseball. What, what sport do you like? Oh, I like football. And then you have a place to talk, and you start this communication um, that is the most important piece. It is not how many people you talk to. It's how effective you are talking to the people you are talking to. If you're noticing that your child is more on the introverted end of the spectrum, which, by the way, is not a pathology, Find out what their interests are. Perhaps they're curious about dinosaurs, Legos, stamps, nature. Involve them in those shared interest activities that cultivate a common thread from the beginning. If your child is into native plant species, perhaps there's a workshop for kids at the Smithsonian and they're able to meet children who have the same interests. That provides an easier entry point because a child, they already have this shared connection. I also want to highlight that it's so important for kids to remember and know what it feels like to be the new kid or to be a new fourth year. So as I do community meetings in the elementary classes, we have these discussions around, do you remember what it feels like to be a fourth year? All the hands go up, oh, what were those feelings? I was scared, I was nervous. Oh, so now you're six years, now you're fifth years. How do we help welcome our fourth years? Now that you have that knowledge of what it feels like to be a new person, I want to help my older students keep that, th th those skills fresh for life to when they go to middle school, high school, if you see someone sitting by themselves, you know what it feels like to be new. So they have the skill sets to, to welcome someone, and that is a lasting memory, that how good it feels if you're new and someone comes over to you and says, may I sit with you? That is a memory you'll have for the rest of your life. It'll feel good for you and it'll feel so good for the person who needs that friend. How do you go about making new friends? Um, you ask them. Ask them what? Um, you ask them, um, may we please be friends? If you want to make a new friend, what would you do? Uh, get a different friend. Is it hard for you to make new friends? No. No? How do you do it? 
We say, please, can I be your friend? How do you make new friends? If you're interested to play with them, ask their names, and then you can ask them if you could play with them. Has that ever worked for you? Yes.